Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with the Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. I'm Greg Thomas, and I thank you for joining us again on this edition of TSC Music's podcast. And we are excited to have a very good friend, very dear friend, in the music industry and the music ministry. He's one of the most sought-after recording engineers in the Christian community and uh, in other communities, as a matter of fact. And that is our good friend and brother, Danny Duncan. So you can pick up almost any Christian CD, and you will find him uh, involved to some degree or another. And we're just delighted to have him visiting us from Nashville, Tennessee. Danny Duncan in the studio with us, so don't go away. We'll be right back. is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is, God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is a husband to the widow. God is the one with your answer. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City. What I'm about to say today might be something that you are going through at this moment in your life. The psalmist in Psalm 56 was in a difficult position. People were trying to take him in his speech. They had gathered themselves together. Their thoughts towards him were not good ones. They were hiding. They were watching everything he was doing and waiting for an opportunity to take advantage over him. It had gotten to be so difficult in his life that he had begun to weep. But in this sorrow and difficult place, he began to pray. He said, be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up, and daily fighting he oppresses me. My enemies would swallow me daily, and there be many of them, O thou most high. And then he said these incredible words, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Prayer had been the answer, and prayer is your answer. It's time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Sing it again.
And we're back. And just as we promised, we like to get under the hood, as it is, of the the technical side of church and what happens when you pick up a microphone and it's working all the time or when you pick up a CD or you download an MP3 and there's audio there. Uh, There are people behind the scenes who make that happen. And one of them right now is in the studio with us, and that is Danny Duncan. Danny, so glad to have you, man. Thank you, Greg. Good to be here. Always blessed when you're in town and... uh, phenomenal work that you do. Before we talk about the specifics of what you do, uh, tell us where you're from, how you got into this whole recording uh, scene, and uh, and what you're doing. Well, I am from Nashville, Tennessee, um, or at least that's where I live. I'm hardly ever there, <laughs> but uh, I have a house there anyway. Um, I'm originally from Montgomery, Alabama. Uh-huh. And uh, but I've been in Nashville since '89 uh, with a, a, a short stretch, maybe a year and a half in, in L.A. Uh, but but that is home. Home, yeah, that is home. And at home, there's a wife. There's and... a wife and a four-year-old daughter. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Her name is Lola. Lola. And my wife is Jennifer. Ah, hi, Lola. Hi, Jennifer. <laughs> Are they musically inclined? Or? My wife is like one of the best singers I've ever heard. Really? Yeah, she's fantastic. Awesome. Yes. No recordings? Have you recorded her yet? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, plenty of stuff. Nice. Yeah, she's yep. great. You've probably heard her on some of the, the recordings that I've done as well, singing uh-huh. some backups and things like nice. that. Nice. So. How sweet is that? You get to And work I think with Lola her. has... Uh, the second best voice I've ever heard. Oh, you better uh, say it. <laughs> she <laughs> likes to sing as well. Eventually. Oh yeah, sing and dance. <laughs> That's great. Now you are. Tell people what you are. You're not and not just an audio engineer, but you are a recording recording engineer, engineer. recording engineer, uh, producer. Kind of falling under all those uh, headings. You are a vocal right, so. stylist too. I saw you at work a couple I work of times. A, yeah, I do a lot of vocal production with people yeah. as well, so. That's awesome. Now, how'd you get started in all this? Man, I got started I tell you what, uh, in my church uh, probably is the best best way to mm-hmm. best way to say it. Um back when I was growing up in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I got to say um if it, I, I don't want to take too long on this, but you know, kind of ties in with what you're talking about and what you're dealing with here. Um, when I was in, oh gosh, I was probably in fourth or fifth grade. I was, mm-hmm. I was young. I was probably 12, 12 years old. And I had a, uh, a Sunday school teacher whose name was Donnie Mims. Mm-hmm. And man, he was also our audio guy at church. Okay. He was like the audio guy. <laughs> and, you know, I just, after Sunday school, we were going into big church, as I called it at the time, and right. I saw him go up to this sound booth and all the, and I just finally one day said, what are you doing up there? What are you doing? And, and, uh, he invited me in. He's like, man, well, come here. Let me, let me show you. And he just showed me all about it. And, uh, you know, a 12 year old kid seeing knobs and buttons, and I was already <laughs> fascinated with technology wow. anyway. And man, he took me in and just kind of showed me everything about it from from the the technical standpoint mm-hmm. you know signal flow and microphones and what eqs were and and really went through every single knob in the studio and taught me what it did and taught me what the buttons do wow. and uh you know and it was not more than about six months later i was uh like running the sound at my church by myself and this is a pretty good sized church it was uh-huh. you know probably about 15 to 1800 people there yeah. and uh but 
I was doing that even on my own there then. And uh, I think, you know, Donnie was looking to, to bring other people in as well. But, you know, I, I think about him. He passed away a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about Donnie a lot of times and the role that he played in what I'm doing now, because I, I you know, I think that's where it all started, you wow, know, at church. and, and everything that I get to be a part of now, I think, man, thanks to Donnie. And that is a, a, a testimony to someone who took time to mentor a snotty little 12 year old kid <laughs> at the time. Yeah, just, so, you know, I say that, this, you know, if, if you're in your churches, man, look for the guys that are really hungry and want to do this. And it's, it's all about mentoring and, and mm-hmm. building and into their lives and speaking into their lives. Uh, Cause you know, never know where it will lead. And that's awesome. And, and I do, I, I, I thank him. Yeah, I thank him yeah. so much for the time that he took and spent with me. That's incredible. Now, did he, did he ever get to witness the fact that that little investment of time has sent you around the world? Uh, Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think so. And I, I uh, you know, a couple of years, uh, well, last year, I guess it was, and I, I sent a, a note to his daughter, who I'm still a little bit in touch with through mm-hmm. social media and that sort of thing, and and his family. And uh, I had just gotten a... a received a Grammy award and she posted something about thank, you know, congratulating me or something. Mm-hmm. And I sent her a personal note back that just said, Hey, I just want to say, Kara, this is, this is for you. This is for your dad mm-hmm. and for the influence that the, that he had, because wow. that's where it all began. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so you really wouldn't go home in six months. You had a good handle on this thing that you were able to do sound in your church. You know, it, it was met with a little bit of resistance. Uh-huh. Actually, it was met with a lot of resistance. Okay. On your part or the uh, part of the church? Of the part of the church. Right. And, um, you know, everything's great now. It's a, it was a great church. and I, But at the time, uh, I, you know, I just saw the excitement of it and I was mm-hmm. passionate about it. And I started seeing, Oh, you know, we could do this better. You know, if this guy gets up to say the prayer in the morning, I always notice that he likes to grab the mic out of the holder and walk around with it. I'm going to find out if he's praying. So, if, so I'm not going to bring the mic up until he has it in his uh, hand. Yeah, little things little like things that. Like and that, so, yeah. Uh, you know, and I noticed there's a couple of mics on stage we haven't used in weeks. If we're not using those, I'm going to get them off the stage and get rid of those because it's a distraction. There's no mm-hmm. reason for it to be there. So I, I started going to some of the people in the church, asking them these things, went up to the person who was uh, in charge of the music at the time and asking them about this. And they were just like looking at me like, <laughs> who is this 12 year old kid coming and asking Changing me the status quo here, yeah. if this is going to be used and telling me which mic to use and when to, you know, and I think wow. it just threw him for a loop a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I had only been doing this for a couple of weeks at that time. And, and, uh, about a week later they had a meeting with Donnie, the guy who brought me in uh-huh. and just said, Hey, we noticed that, uh, you got a kid up there with you in the sound booth. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And they said, well, we think you should take this job a little more seriously here. And, uh, we would like to ask you to not do that anymore. And no one under the age of 21 is going to be allowed up there anymore. And man, I I got, again, I owe it to Donnie who, who stood up for me and, Mm. and just said, well, I think you're the ones that lack vision here. Mm. This is the future. And if we're not instilling this into young people, and especially people that have a passion for it, 
uh, then you're missing the mark. Yeah. So if he goes, I go. That's what wow. he told me. And wow. that, I mean, that really meant a lot to me. And I didn't even know this at the time. I didn't know any of this was going on. And the mm-hmm. only reason I found out a little bit about it later is uh, my dad was also one of the deacons in the church. He happened to have been in the meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I found out all of the behind the scenes later on. And that at first it was a little bit difficult for people to, uh, to accept. And, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I find I go into churches all the time now and help them with live recordings. And, and I have like students that want to come in, like young kids that want to come into the studio and watch. And, um, man, I just see this passion in them and they, they're really driven mm-hmm. and like, man, that's the, that's the people to reach. And especially at that time, if they yeah, are yeah. really passionate about something, you know, that's the, a phenomenal story. These are the kids to, to speak into, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and give them a chance. And, and like, just, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, people like, Hey, what's your secret behind drum sounds or, or, you know, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And, and I just kind of laugh because honestly, I, I have no secrets. I will tell you everything I know. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it's not really whatever I have gained. It doesn't belong to me, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's my job to just pass it on and yeah, that's whoever, awesome. whoever I can. So you enjoy just pouring into people and I just do. watching them blossom because that's Absolutely. what happened to you. Somebody poured into you and just said, hey, let's let's let this guy blossom where he's planted in a yeah. sense you know yeah that's that's awesome so you've traveled around the world you mm-hmm. are without a doubt one of the most sought after recorded engineers i mean i i read credits you know <laughs> when, when i used to buy cds i, <laughs> I didn't think anyone I read, read credits a lot of credits anymore. i thought i was the only one still reading credits <laughs> but you've done the you've done the, you've, you've recorded the likes of israel howden you've done lakewood you've done uh, Potter's House, and and the list just goes on and on and on. And I'm sure no recording is the same, but then there are some right. things that are consistent in that, you know, you got to set up mics, you got to get levels, mm-hmm. you got to get the right sound, you got to hope that the people that you're recording are well rehearsed and, sure. you know, it's going to be good stuff in so you get good stuff out, sure. <laughs> in a sense. For for our listeners who are aspiring, because you, you hit on it, there's a lot of aspiring uh, audio engineers and and recording engineers who who would be listening, and they've got home studios and because everybody's got one now, right? Sure, <laughs> you know uh, what what's what would be you know for an entry level recording engineer who's listening to this podcast, loves the Lord, they want to use that gift for ministry, you know, and they've got all these great songs. Let's say, and I'm just going to go to build this. I'll build this up a little sure, bit. And they've yeah, got yeah. these great songs at home, and and they and they they can't bring in a Danny to do their project because it's just too small. You know, mm-hmm. it's just them and their acoustic guitar. And they've got this one preamp. I mean, what do you say to that person to expand that knowledge? And they don't have access to a Danny Duncan to pour into them. How do they expand that knowledge? I mean, you got the internet, you got all these other sources, but how do they lock into what they've got right now? Man, uh, a couple of ways, like you, like you said, the internet. Get on, you know, find a few little techniques that people are using. But number one has got to be just start doing it. You know, start doing it because there's not really a school you can go to 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 learn how to be a producer Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, there really isn't. I mean, there's there's some production and stuff like that. But still, even at those schools, the the book knowledge only will take you so far. You have to start doing it. And finding what works for you, because Mm -hmm. what might work for someone that you find on the internet may not work for for you recording your acoustic um, 
album at your house right and it may not work for your church or it may you, you've got to just dig in and start finding your own techniques and if if uh you're going to be a producer uh, i think the easiest thing is just start doing it just do it you start know you, it. you're probably not going to find anybody that's going to walk in and and give you a, a sixty thousand dollar budget mm-hmm. right off the bat but you're going to find a lot of people in your town that are talented songwriters and artists who have no idea and no way of getting their stuff recorded mm-hmm. team up with those people find them and just say yeah. hey look look you know let me let me do something for you for free you may not like it but uh, i'm working on being a producer and getting my producer chops right. up i'll do this for nothing for you and it gives you a chance it gives them a chance to have uh, get something recorded uh there's no no substitute for just jumping in and and start doing it because right. like i said there's no really you know you can't go to producer school you right. can't you know uh, <laughs> though many think you but, can you know well, and, and there is a degree of production there, that you there, learn in school but there, again there at the end of the is. day is hearing right it's 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 capturing it's, it's hearing. hearing it is you know uh i do a lot of these we do conferences and you know we'll go and speak on, on things like this as well and and I think it throws people for a loop a little bit because, you know, they think they're going to sit down and learn about microphones and mm-hmm. and techniques, you know, and there's some certain, uh, you know, there's something to be said, obviously, for technique and the basics of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's nothing to replace the experience and just doing it and, and figuring out what works for you. Yeah. You know, it's it's it goes beyond gear and it goes beyond microphones. It you know, the the best equipment that you can have, you were born with, uh, mm. and, and that's your ears. And yep. just, you know, using your ears and listening for what you want it to sound like and what you want it to feel like and and building from that. Yeah. I think for, for music lovers who buy music and love to consume uh, good music, uh, a lot of people underestimate or don't know how much work actually goes into making that product or that, oh, yeah. that song uh, re, you know, and get it to a place where it reaches their ears and they enjoy it the way they do. I mean, there are many, many levels. Um, and if you could categorize and if you can just bullet point the levels from conception of recording, okay, mm-hmm. let's just say we called you and say, Danny, we're going to do this recording Sunday morning. Right. Uh, what steps bulleted without going into great detail? Okay. Does, does Danny have to take to make that happen? Or do we have to take to make that happen? Yeah, sure. Certainly. Well, see if someone calls me and say, Hey, we want to make, uh, we want to make a record and, uh, we want you to do it. And they call me in. The first thing I'll do is meet with them and go, okay, what's, what's the record about? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. What's it, what is it, what does it feel like? What is the music like? What are you going to say? Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that really to me is how I want to translate what the record sounds like, mm. you know, I've uh, been fortunate to been part of a whole bunch of recordings, but I, I don't want one to sound like another, right, you know, I right. want it to have its own unique thing that, that ties in with uh, what the artist is about or what they're, what they're trying to say. I guess the sonic picture of it, I want to sound like what they're, they're saying. If you mm-hmm. didn't hear a lyric at all, you know what the record is about. Gotcha. So that's the first thing. So there's a lot of planning that goes along, you know, that could be uh, subheadings under this topic mm-hmm. of finding out what it's about and, and then and then how to achieve that sound. Uh, then, you know, drawing up an input list, uh, finding out how many players are going to be on the, the session, mm-hmm. making sure that it's properly mic'd with uh, the number of mics uh, that will cover recording as uh, as well as front of house, if it's going to be a live recording, for instance. Right. Um, 
uh, working with the front of house people to mm-hmm. and and all of the live audio engineers that so that m- making sure that everything works together and that you guys are on the same page. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of planning, especially on a live recording. People show up and they see a live recording done. Oh, wow, you recorded a record in one night. Yeah. But they don't see like the right. months the, that you spent <laughs> prior to that. Prior, right. And then all the, the nights afterwards. Absolutely. Because... <laughs> then working with the players, the individual yeah. players who are playing on it, you know, right. uh, working with them, making sure, you know, the instruments are tuned up properly. And, you know, a lot of times with church bands, uh, we go in and do church records recordings and and they're really great but a lot of the players are young and a lot of times they've never been in a studio environment they've never done a recording Mm -hmm. and and have never had someone you know approach them about like the top proper tuning on drums for instance and Mm -hmm. and uh you know if there's overtones there that will fight with the key of the song later and things like that you know so a lot of it's you know just working with them and and things like that um you know once we get to the finally the the live recording moment uh, that's that moment is actually pretty easy. Mm-hmm. As long as we have great levels that are being recorded, that moment's probably the easiest because we've done all of our planning and and, and production stuff ahead of time. Right. Now, then, once it's recorded, the next step is you know any overdubs that you want to do on it. Um, if there's any fixes, did the singer sing the wrong lyric or the first verse he sang twice or out of order? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, go back in and we you know try to fix those things. Right. You know, and that's all post production work. That's when you go into the studio. Go back into the studio, and, uh, and we are we are editing all these files that right. we have. Uh, mix process, you know, is a, another whole art to the mix process, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, you know, making it feel like what it sounded like live when you're sitting in the room, and hopefully mm-hmm. when people hear the CD, it it feels like they're there. Uh, uh, and then finally mastering, and then uh, you know, now after that, they they put pictures on it somehow and get it out. I don't know how they do all that stuff and put it on. Uh, (laughs) That's out of my world. But, you know, there's quite a few steps involved in, in the whole process of making a record, but majority of them are planning before the, a, but the record button is ever pushed, but before a note is played, it's all the planning and, and yeah. And it makes all the difference in the world because that could either cause post-production to be a nightmare Oh yeah, you know, or it can cause the you know the recording itself to either be delayed or never even happen if you don't plan properly. Absolutely, yeah. you know. So you plan as far out as you as you absolutely have to, you know, to to plan for the for a day like yeah, that. Yeah, we, I mean, we get we get calls sometimes for people asking us they want us to come record and 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 um, they you know sometimes people are like ah oh, we're gonna do do it ourselves and save our money for the mix process or mm-hmm. you know we get that sometimes but <laughs> yeah uh, like you know. Uh, if something isn't recorded properly, nothing can be fixed. You can't fix that right. in the mix. You can't fix everything in the mix. You mm-hmm. can't undistort exactly things in a mix. You know, <laughs> you can't fix two mics necessarily. You know that were out of phase with one another, <laughs> and you expect it to like work for your drum kit in the mix and right, all things right. like that. So, um, but you know, taking the time to make sure that it is recorded properly, so that your mix process is. Mm-hmm is much easier as well. Uh, good stuff, man. There's so much we can pick your brain about. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back in a few minutes, right after this message. Come and let us sing. Come and let us sing. Come and let us sing to the King of Kings. Come on. Come and let us sing. 
Come and let us sing. Come on, come and let us sing to the King of Kings. Come and let us sing. Come and let us sing. Come and let us sing to the King. Say it one more time. Come and let us sing. Oh, come and let us sing. Let us sing. Let us sing to the King of Kings. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Enter His courts with praise. are just two of the many ministries that make up TSC Music. We're also looking for volunteers in other areas of music ministry. Are you a musician, an actor or singer, a video editor or an audio engineer? Perhaps you're great at learning song lyrics and quick on the computer, then Projection Ministry could be the place for you. Or maybe you enjoy meeting new people and talking with them about music. Then you'd fit right in with our sales team. If you're a music lover looking to find your place to serve, we invite you to apply online. Visit the website tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved. And we are having a technical discussion with Danny Duncan, recording engineer. 
uh, per excellent. <laughs> um, and uh, he has worked with many, many artists over the years. And we're just delighted to have a uh, working relationship with Danny here at TSC Music. So we, we talked through some bullet points of the recording process. And then we talked about mixing and then, of course, ultimately mastering. Now, I heard you in the studio here, as a matter of fact, but one other spot that you don't even realize I heard you. Uh, and you were crafting, if you will, styling a vocalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was shocked. I was surprised because, I mean, I've seen people do this, but I didn't know that was one of your things. I didn't know that was a skill you had. <laughs> so, so tell us what s- vocal styling is. What What is that in the studio for our listeners? Well, I think it's helping the, uh, I really think it's helping the artist to realize the project that, that they want to do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, I guess the, the ultimate uh, compliment would be that no one ever notices what you do if mm-hmm. you are a, a producer or engineer, I yeah. think. Because, you know, you don't really want your thumbprint on the thing. You want and to capture, you know, the, the heart of the artist and what they want to communicate. That's good. So, um, you know, when I'm working with a singer, I'm just really concentrating on the lyric and the phrasing of some of the songs. You know, a lot of the songs that the artists will bring in and they will have, it, it's things that they wrote two years ago and they've just been waiting to get this song out. Mm-hmm. And it's the the little vocal that they demoed with two years ago and they've been listening to it since then. And that's the way the song goes. Mm-hmm. And that's... Yeah, that's what they were. That's what they wrote at the time, and they just throw this, uh, threw their idea down, and so, a lot of times they just become locked into that, right? And just think that's my son. They've moved on. They've written you know a hundred songs since then. So, I just kind of like to like listen down to the song. I like to look at the lyric at the same time, and then each line, if we can just make it feel like what the line is saying more than mm. more than. Than just saying it, you know, the right, same, right. you know, if they're, you know, talking about an experience or something that happened to them or a feeling, um, an emotion, we want the, the line to sound that way in their, in their voice as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of that is just, uh, note choices, phrasing, you know, vocal phrasing and you know, the way things are, are sung, um, makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just finding the right notes that, that, yeah. that so, that so you're, you're the audio painter. I guess so. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. <laughs> because you you almost visually see each line, am I right? And right. you just kind yeah. of grab the right color and the right, right tone and or, or the right hue and, and and put it on the canvas. Right. So and when, when someone hears the song, you know, we, you instantly you want that person to feel what right. the song is about, or or put themselves in the moment, or feel like the song is being sung directly to them, which, whatever the case may be, right. of the the type of song that it is. Yeah. And, and so I guess that's that's what you're doing, and just working with the artist and. And, uh, you know, kind of crafting the vocal in that way. Mm-hmm. Now, you've done not only, uh, you've done a lot of work, secular, Christian, I guess, television, the whole gamut. How how did the, other than your uh, starting in the church, how did the majority of your work become church related? Or, or is it? Uh, I, I guess, yeah, a good bit of it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, about 10 years ago, I started Vanguard recording mm-hmm. and that is up to that point, pretty much everything I'd done was in the studio mm-hmm. and still, you know, a good half of what I do is studio recordings. But when I started Vanguard recording, that is my, it's a live company. Right. 
and we specialize in live concert recordings, live DVDs, like you know, and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and I think just by the nature of it, when I started, that a, a lot of those ended up being churches and uh, gospel recordings, just because so many of gospel recordings are live, right, right. and 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 it makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, you know it's a bi-directional thing. It's not right. you know it's a worship recording. It's not just hearing the music and enjoying it. Sure. It is the you know whole experience. The, the, yeah. yeah, the you know the congregation hearing it, responding to it. That's mm-hmm. all a part of the. That's all a part of the recording and, and the experience. So I think just by nature of that, uh, we ended up doing uh, tons of gospel uh, recordings and getting, getting called for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we did a few like uh, like some of the Israel records, uh, Israel Houghton records and Marvin Sapp and uh, Marvin Winans and mm-hmm. things like that. And so we, you know, kind Andre of people. Crouch. Yeah. You got to say that because so, <laughs> uh, that was phenomenal. I got to so just tell you. That people was... <laughs> got to. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I guess they, they got to know us for, you know, that particular thing. So that's mm-hmm. not all we do, but, you know, just by the nature of it, you know, right. we, we do a whole lot of that. And right. uh, it's a good thing because I really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. And I, I guess it's got to be fulfilling, too. And at the end of the day, you know, you've captured this recording. You get back to the studio. Now, do you take the recordings back to your place, start listening to them, mixing, or do you end up in different I, studios um, around I, the country? I do, yeah, all all over the place. And it, mm-hmm. it's, I guess, just every one of them is different. You know, typically we'll take it back and start editing. And mm-hmm. and uh, really it's up to uh, the, the producer or the artist, you know, where it goes from there. Okay. You know, a lot of times they have their own person that they want to mix it. They have their own people they want to edit it. So, you know, sometimes we will come in and, and set up, capture the, uh, all the audio. Um, you know, we hand them all the content after it's done and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they take it from there. And you, you can, in a uh, lot of cases, be done with it. Sometimes that's the way it goes, you yeah. know, but you know, a lot of, oftentimes, you know, we end up doing everything. We even do, do pre-production mm-hmm. on the front end of it, like recording stems and audio right. tracks that we're going to use and, and, work with them in creating the entire concert and, you know, the entire event, um, record it, edit it, mix it, you know, mm-hmm. they use us, you know, from the start to the, right, to right. the end of it. Great. Now, are those the most fulfilling projects when you can be from beginning to end or is it the, the in and out ones that you're, um, or is it a combination? You know, I, mean, I guess a, a, a combination uh, of them both, you know, by the, like, like I said a moment ago, so much goes into uh, a recording on the front end before you ever hit record. Right. So no matter how, you know, how quickly you are there on the recording or how long you're going to spend on it afterwards, so much work has gone in on the front end of it that, you know, you 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 feel like uh, it's your baby, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, by the time you know, so yeah, you yeah. you are you're really passionate about it, right. and you know you're really caring about everything that's in there. So you, you know, you, you've gotten this uh, grown to love this project that you're working on, and you know, you yeah. you want to see it grow up and send it off right. as well. <laughs> you know? And but, move on to the next thing. But yeah. some, <laughs> you know, but sometimes you you know hand it off to someone else, and and they. Uh, grow it up and it's yeah. it's just as fulfilling you know to see right. those uh come out as well so it's phenomenal i love what you said earlier you said that as a producer you 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 want to be the guy that that does the work and i'm paraphrasing does the work mm-hmm. that nobody sees or sure. in other words you don't want your fingerprint to be on every single project 
speak a little more to that because a lot of producers not only want their name on the project, but they want their sound in the project. You said something very key about the artist being able to, uh, you know, you being able to capture who the artist wants uh, people to hear them as. Yeah, and and there are a lot of producers that I would say have what a, a signature sound or mm-hmm. a, 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 you know, a thumbprint, if you will. Right. And you know, and there and there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. um, because there are a lot of producers that I really respect and love what they they do. Um, and and uh, you know, I always will. But for me, I feel like the best thing to do is like, uh, I feel like my job is just to get out of the way as mm-hmm. much as possible. And and this is just, um, you know, to kind of craft and help the artists get to where they want to go. And, mm-hmm. you know, when they share their vision with you, um, you know, I just feel like it's my job to help them, you know, achieve that vision, achieve right. that sound, achieve, you know, what they're wanting to say through it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that people, you know, pick it up and go, Oh, that's such a great record that so-and-so did. Yeah. You know, out of, out of all the, of all the recordings you've done, uh, this is going to be a hard question <laughs> out of all the recordings you've done. Which one do you recall sitting in the in the room or in the sanctuary or in the booth or wherever you are, and the presence of God was just so phenomenally evident oh, wow. that you that you knew you were capturing wow. the visitation of God in that room? Uh that is a tough question. <laughs> I can think of several moments mm, <laughs> like that. You know what? I'll tell you one recently. Uh-huh was uh, a Darlene check recording. Mm. Uh, and I think it's, I don't even know if it's out yet. Mm-hmm. If it's not, it's about to come out. Um, there's a song in there called Victor's crown. Mm. And it was so incredibly powerful. And I even walked out and I felt it in the studio, but I walked out and I, a lot of times I do on live recordings cause I want to know what it feels like mm-hmm. sitting there in the room. Cause I want to make sure that in the recording we also are capturing the very same thing. Right. But um, incredibly powerful a moment um, in that song. And it just, I mean, it, it carried over. I think we were all in crying in the, mm-hmm. sitting there listening in the monitors, you know, <laughs> but awesome. uh, an incredible moment and, and, and an incredible song. That's great. But, great. There are pastors, worship leaders, musicians, choir directors, singers, audio engineers listening to this podcast all of which are involved in some type of recording. Either they're recording their morning worship services for their congregation or they're working on music to distribute to, uh, you know, to the end user who, who could be the church, the Church mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ in, in, uh, abroad. Um, from a recording engineer's perspective, what is the one thing or two, maybe three things that they should be focused on in preparation for those recordings? Okay, and, and I think this will relate a little bit even in the live sense uh, as well. We go into a lot of churches and, and we see this, you know, time and time again, there's um, oftentimes there's a, a bit of frustration and it, whether it be a communication gap mm-hmm. between the, the technical team and the singers and the musicians and the pastors mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, that we see a lot of times there's a frustration when, 
the worship pastor is going in he and he's already frustrated on Sunday morning because he knows the ear mix is not going to sound like it did last night during rehearsal. Okay. <laughs> and the uh the 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 person running front of house is uh already frustrated because the bass player didn't bother to show up for rehearsal last night. Uh. And he didn't feel like he really got a proper sound check. Mm-hmm. And so you, you know this right, this right. dynamic is like everyone's going in at this and so it's working together as a team and i think the biggest thing for me would uh that that we don't think worship team audio or technical team mm. that we are all part One of team. the worship team yeah and and this is our place to worship and this is this is you know no matter where you're at whether you're sitting behind the keyboard or whether you're behind the soundboard or you're pressing record you know there's all a uh, we all play a big part in this, you know? Mm. And so on the technical side of it, I think it's important to remember that this is our worship and this is, you know, where God has placed us. And it's a very, very important role. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, we're doing something to just take music all over the world. It's, you know, if, if, uh, music or the word is to be heard, uh, is to be effective, it has to be heard. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. Faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing You're by the word of God. So it has the word has to be preached, and it has to be heard, and it has to be heard clearly mm-hmm. uh, to be effective. So it's quite an important job. And so I think if we can get to where the technical team is not thinking so much technical team, but they are thinking worship team. Yeah. And here is my place, and and this is you know an important task here, and this is my place of worship. Uh, you know, I, I think that we'll all start communicating better and speaking yeah. the same language. Mm. Uh, and I, I think that's a huge thing, yeah. especially yeah. in churches. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. We're all one team, at least ought to be. Oh, yeah. And uh, thank God for that. Danny, thanks so much for coming in. We're so glad to have you. There's Great. so much thanks more we could me. talk about. Tell people, though, where they can check out Danny Duncan. Uh, you mentioned Vanguard. Give them your website. Yeah, we're on Facebook. We're on uh, the web address is uh, vanguardrecording.com. And uh, you can reach us through there as well. All the info is on there. and uh, Or find us on uh, uh, Facebook, Vanguard Recordings on Facebook, Danny Duncan, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> all those other social media things that are starting right. to get way ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're a pastor or if you're a worship leader and you guys or your church is looking to do or... You're just a band, whatever it is that you're looking to do a recording, and you've done some pre-work, <laughs> hit Danny Duncan up. It'll be worth the call. We thank you so much for listening. And again, remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission. Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because music with a mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet, and don't forget to use the hashtag MWM Podcast. Watch and share videos on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TSC Music TV. 
And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. 